Welcome to Midlife. I'm Lisa Stedman. In today's episode, I invited my dear friend, former client, and skincare chemist, Liz Santiago, for a candid catch-up about the search for meaning in the middle. Like so many of my guests, Liz wasn't afraid to go deep or be vulnerable about that moment you realize, damn, I'm middle-aged. That awakening can feel abrupt, it can be rife with uncomfortable emotions, fears, and regrets, not to mention untapped dreams and desires. I think you'll really resonate with Liz's midlife journey, one that includes an empty nest, kid-like liberation, and rewriting old stories about what's possible. Let's get started. It's been a minute. How are you, my friend? I am doing very well, very well. Excited for this topic. You have no idea how this has really, really um, impacted my 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 week. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I love that. It, yeah, it really has. It really Tell has. me more about that. Well, because I never really thought about you know this topic, and is and it's something that has affected me. You know, it's something that. You know, on my, in, by myself, I've been talking to myself about, wow, what is going on here, right? Um, and it's different than seeing someone going through it and then you experiencing it, right? So, right. Because, you know, they go through different things. So I was like, holy crapanola, I don't know this person anymore, you know? But yeah. it's, yeah. I can relate. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like... Oh my God, but you know what's so beautiful about that is that when you are in present, right? Even though you, you know, there's a time when you lose yourself and you're not present and I need through the, for the universe to, you know, so you can listen to what the universe is trying to do for you. Um, you came along, right? And before you, someone else had asked me to get on a podcast to, with them to talk about what does it mean to be 50 unapologetically. Mm. And I, but I, Although I was having this conversation with myself, I felt I wasn't ready for that conversation. So I, you know, I think she was a good friend of mine. And I said, do you mind if we went into next year? And she says, sure. Then you came and asked me. And then I said, mm-mm, I got to do this. Ooh, and, thank you for yep. saying yes. Yeah, and thank you for asking and listening <laughs> to the universe and connecting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I love yep. that. Well, let's let's jump right in it is 9 a.m on the dot in los angeles it is noon on the east coast uh, i yes. am lisa stedman this is midlife candid conversations about how to find meaning in the middle and today we are episode four i am joined by former client amazing woman dynamo in life liz santiago <laughs> hi liz hi lisa hey. <laughs> <laughs> so i think so this is what's so great right like I have been having these conversations with myself and then during the pandemic with my my husband and I really just started talking about this. So midlife really came out of com like he, he was saying like we should record our pillow talk and I was like nobody wants to hear our pillow talk. We're not that interesting. <laughs> but what I loved about our pillow talk during the pandemic is we were really because I think this is one of the gifts of the last almost two years, we were really confronting stuff, not in a not in a challenging way, but like really confronting who we are at this age and stage of life, because we do see those shifts. And so often, to your earlier point, when we just topped on, um, we think, oh, gosh, here we go. Oh gosh, I'm in it alone. And, and we isolate and we, we think we're the only one going through it or we're ashamed to talk about things. And I, I turned 50 in October and leading up to 50 for six months, I was terrified. I was like, it is over. My expiration date mm. is coming. And then mm. I hit 50 and I was like, oh my God, I, I'm not over. I'm starting. Like I'm beginning this new chapter. So I'm really passionate about having these conversations. And I've really just been tuning into like, who do I want to have these conversations with? And, and you came to mind. And so here we are. Uh, thank you so much. Again, I thank you for listening to the universe because it was a connection. I believe Ooh. that very, very strongly. Yeah. I love that. So when was the first time or a moment where you realized you were midlife and how did it make you feel? 
So that's the one that had me like going crazy for about a, a, a week because I was like, I don't, I don't remember. Mm. And then I realized that's because you never been in, in the conversation about it. And well, plus our actually, memories are going. So yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, you do remember. So it started when COVID happened only because, well, of course, because of what COVID was happening, but I was already six months in my pro-menopause and I didn't realize that. Oh, wow. And, yeah, I didn't realize that. And then, you know, when COVID happened, you know, I was going through all the emotions of sadness, the uncertainties of mourning people that I know that has been affected by it and died. And, um, and then also worrying about my husband that he was, um, he, you know, he was driving these doctors and all these uh, people that were really right in the front line and it was affecting my husband. It was like, I didn't have time to understand that something was not also going right with me because my anxiety was super high. And I didn't understand that, right? So I said, "Was well, just the you know the pandemic, right?" Yes. And and yeah. I think that that's actually an interesting point. Mm -hmm. I I too have had those moments of is it midlife or is it pandemic? And mm. and it's not like we have to unpack those, but I do think it's such an interesting question. So yeah, keep keep talking. I love this. Yeah. So um, so I really didn't have time to figure out what was going on. All I all I knew was that I was like in mourning, I think, you know, and, and worried and stuff like that. And then January of this year is when I realized, oh, I'm, I'm going through life changes. You know, I'm going through these emotions because when I, I took, to, to, to go back a bit, I took off several years from my skincare business. Okay. And I, I did that because um, my dad was diagnosed uh, with, um, um, not Alzheimer's, the other one. Um, dementia? Ooh, dementia. Yeah. And so I had to take care of him. And then um, shortly after my dad died, my daughter was diagnosed with a heart disease. I, we took her to the hospital and the doctor tells me, if you didn't bring her in, she might not have you know, woken up the next day. So imagine a parent hearing that. Oh, so I, uh, yeah, I was like, oh my God. And then, you know, I decided, okay, I'm not going to do this. But then when I was able, you know, go back to my skincare journey, and um, when I was, when I felt like, okay, I can come back, I, I, I was not in a good place to start my skincare uh, company yet. So I went into the health sector and the health and wellness sector. And um, that was when you helped me with create that beautiful sales page. We had the marketing down pack. It was amazing. It was beautiful. Uh, it was so beautiful. But I, 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 I wasn't in the mindset of, of accepting that I can do that yet, right? So yes. what I did was I just, you know, spent my whole time taking care of, you know, supporting my clients. So that's what I did. Then a couple of months before the pandemic happened, I decided, okay, I'm going to come back into my skincare uh, in, uh, journey. I, I mean, I was so excited. I did the R&D. I was looking at everything. I even was uh, created a um, health and wellness um, group to really get into that because my... We were gonna do skincare and wellness. That's, that's how we're going to be branded. I love it. It was so beautiful. I was so excited. And then, of course, the pandemic happened. I couldn't continue doing it. Um, but then, the last quarter of the of twenty, what is it, twenty twenty? I said, okay, you know, I'm gonna do this. I rebranded my 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 website. I did all these things. Then I go and I look at social media, Lisa. That's when it really hit me because I saw so many new small skincare companies now doing exactly what I started 20 years ago, um, sustainable, eco-conscious, vegan, organic, and the pandemic was did that for them. Yes. And they did, it, they did it in less than one year. And I was like, well, you know, that really played a lot in my ego and they were doing so amazing. And then they also had the wellness, but of course it wasn't the wellness that I wanted, but I didn't allow myself to see that it was okay. You know, like I always say, you know, you, you do rice and bees different, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a tradition <laughs> that we have. Everybody, t you know, does rice and bees different, but I didn't allow myself to really see that because the high anxiety kicked in and I was saying, you're, um, you're, you're, you know nothing now, you know, why right. are you going to try this? Boat. 
And that's exactly what I said. I said, you missed it. You took too long to do it. You're irrelevant now. You know nothing. Now what? But I still kept going. And I, re like I said, you know, started doing marketing for my skincare. But Lisa, that anxiety and that you are not enough and that midlife transition that I was going through, I didn't allow it to really, I didn't allow myself to be in present with it. So I was yeah. fighting it. I hear and, you. Yeah. It's and I, yeah. It's a battle and it's a mm -hmm. beast. And it, and it's interesting because you've said anxiety a couple times and my mm -hmm. anxiety too has reared its, its head in the last two years. And again, yeah. probably a combination, but I'm definitely perimenopausal. So I do think hormonally something has shifted. Mm -hmm. um, but also you bring up a word that I really connect to this age and stage of life. And, and one of my goals in doing this doing these conversations is to shift it for everyone who might be feeling it is that feeling of like, I'm becoming irrelevant mm. because one, it's not true. And two, it, it actually can be, it can be a jumping off point to like, okay, so I'm not maybe young anymore, which is where I, where I identify with or whatever it is. But like, what does that mean? Because I am older and I have wisdom and I watched the first yes. two episodes of the new sex in the city last night. And it was very, oh, much, very <laughs> much a story of women at an age and stage. And I really related to it and confronting younger generations and how it's how these these generations are working together. So one of the reasons I also want to have these conversations is I don't want it to be like, we're so different. I want it mm. to be like, we are different. And, you know, mm. like we have things to learn from young people. Young people have things to learn from us. We can't yes. worry about when that happens. But by having the conversation, maybe we're opening opening a dialogue. Uh, and so that's, that's my goal. Yes. Yeah. Let me tell you, it's amazing when you are, when you embrace this new life, this is what life is. And we forget that because we're so trying to, um, we're, we're constantly running, right? Like trying to reach a goal that society wants us to reach, or we just put on ourselves sometimes and which goals is not, um, I'm not against that, but sometimes we're, we lose sight of real life and midlife yeah. allows us to do that. Like this is life, you know? Yeah, this is life. And the truth is we are all midlife because we don't know how mm -hmm. long we have. <laughs> right. But, I love it. You know, you had mentioned family earlier, your husband um, mm -hmm. and your daughter. How? And so I want to talk family in midlife and mm -hmm. see how you're navigating life with kids and aging parents. But first of all, I yeah. want to check in. How is your daughter doing? Oh, thank you, love. She's doing much better. The understanding, um, the knowledge that we have now, we are able to, you know, move forward with confidence. Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's got to be such a relief. Yes. But it worries me still, you know, as parents, of you course. still worry. <laughs> oh, but my God, that's, um, that's yeah. your job. <laughs> exactly, right? Good, I'm glad, you know. I tell um, my niece that all the time. I'm like, it's yeah. my job to worry about you. So, yeah. you know, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to go with your question, um, I have an emptiness now. It's been Ooh. almost, yeah, about a month and a half or two or something like that. And it was quite of adjustment. It was like what do I do now? Like, why yes. would you ask that? But you do. Are you like, but you and do. Thing, yeah. You know, you, you think you have it all planned out and you really don't. Um, well, I, I personally didn't. And, um, and so I had to have an adjustment and not too long ago, I realized, Oh, wait a minute. I can do certain things with my hubby. I can, I can cook certain things that I want. I can uh, be a kid again. And, and, you know, we don't have to stop being a kid, you know, cause that's, that's one thing that I've learned too, that I want to pass on to my children is that we, you know, at this state of life state, you know, of life, I'm like, Oh, I can be a kid again. And I'm like, but why couldn't I be a kid before? You know, because you okay. know, in society tells us, Oh, you have to be responsible. Yes, you do. But it doesn't mean you stop living life, but this is, so I think in midlife, we become so much, we have this wisdom that no one can touch, right? It's like, it's such an incredible wisdom. It'd be a shame if people don't understand that power. If people oh, don't, under, yeah, and people like, you know, in corporate worlds and jobs. And, you know, I remember when I was young, 
I thought that once you reach an age, you were obsolete because that's how they treated them. They, they, you know, a lot of people that were 60 years old was afraid to leave their job because once they leave their job, no one would hire them. No one. Right, right. Yeah. So that stood in my mind too. You know, you don't really probably think about it, but these are the things that you grow up with. And, and that's why when you, when that word comes out, oh, you're irrelevant now, or you're no, you know, nobody's going to hire you or you have nothing to offer. That has a lot to do with how we grow up. And that's why when you asked to have this conversation, I was scared and rejoiced at the same time because mm. these are the conversations we need to have. We have to have them. We do. And, you know, here's the thing. Like, people get older. That is the privilege. The alternative mm. is that you don't age because you die. So, mm. you know, like, for companies, I, I want this conversation for all of us and I think it's a great education for companies to understand that as you get older, you have great assets. You still yeah. have skills and abilities and talents. And how fortunate are is a company to have someone who's so seasoned. I, I'm, I'm working in, in the skincare industry now. And I, it's so funny. The CEO is probably like five years older than me. And he told me the other day, he's like, Lisa, you're one of our most seasoned employees. And I was like, <laughs> I love the way you said that. That was yes. so like compassionate. I love that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> that was very nice. <laughs> but I appreciate it because he said, yeah, he said, I'm telling you that because what I'm going to tell you about the business, I wouldn't tell someone who didn't have as much experience as mm. you do. And then he like really broke down like a lot of business stuff for me that you know, it was not part of my job, but I appreciated that he was doing that. And that told me that he valued my seasonedness, you know, the, yes. the stage of life that I'm in. And it mm -hmm. also reminded me of why I'm at this company. You know, I went back to corporate Love. and I just felt a calling to be at this particular company. And, and then I get moments like that where I'm reminded why, like, oh, of course, like, mm. yeah, this makes perfect sense. So, yes. You know, talking about career, um, this is not so much a question as something that I just feel the need to address and, and problem solve on. So in the last two years, uh, the statistic was, it may have grown, but um, approximately 2 million women left the workforce um, during COVID because uh, for a large part, they couldn't balance the demands of their career and the demands of kids at home doing school on Zoom. And to me, that has been, I have really felt that from a from an empath empathetic place um, mm. because I feel like that has impacted income, equality, self-esteem, relationships, health, like women need autonomy. And so again, it's not so much a question as a kind of what the fuck and, and any thoughts on how we support women in getting back out there. You know, that's a good question because I'm a loner and, and this is important to understand that having a community that really without judgment is there for you, it's important. And I was like, yeah, but how do you, how, you know, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this must be something that I've, I've always worked from home and I've always had my children. I always made sure that I was able to do that, right? And yes. COVID just made it completely different, though. The energy was completely different. Um, oh, but it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. But the idea that having to be home, right? And um, like it's sort of like starting all over again because, you know, when you... When you, you, when you have your children and everything, you get excited to go back to work, believe it or not, even if it's part-time, because it gives you that balance. And yes. then, to, then, then to come back now, not to have that balance, but you know that you have to do this. Um, it can't really wear a lot in the mental well-being for both. And then financially can even bring in even more. So how the hell do we balance that? What can we do? That's a good question. I honestly don't really know yeah. um, how I to really, yeah. I think we just need to keep talking about it and remind and that, people. I, yes. Yeah, yes, remind people one. that it's not a statistic only because I the yes. article I was reading, and I will go do some follow-up research on this, said that this will impact women's income for the next 10 years. And I oh thought, talk about a ripple effect that like doesn't just affect income, but every space in a woman's life. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just, I can't imagine. And, you know, I was 
fortunate enough that I was able to just come work from home during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and my niece, who we help my husband's sister raise, um, she was here doing virtual school from the next room. And it was a lot. It was a lot. Husband was home working. I was home working. Kid was here doing school. And the energy in the house would get really intense. And we would navigate yeah. that. Um, but it was hard. So uh, props to all full-time and part-time yep. and single and, and double mm-hmm. parents. And, <laughs> yes. I mean, to all of it. Um, mm-hmm. And especially multiple kids. I just think about like the bandwidth, oh the Wi-Fi yes. and like multiple oh. kids trying to do school in the house. And so yes. I'm just, I'm holding the space for us to continue having the conversation mm-hmm. and inviting people in who have gone through this so mm-hmm. that we can all dialogue on this together and hopefully create change moving forward. I don't know what it looks like. I want to be part of the solution. The one thing I did yes. that, that helped me feel like part of the solution. So I needed to hire um, some freelance talent at work. And I was very clear. I'm very proud of the company I work for. Um, I won't talk about the name here just because I'm not, this is something I'm doing personally, not professionally. Um, but I'm very proud of the work we do at work in terms of how we've really shifted diversity and inclusion. Um, you know, we like we didn't just say we were going to support people of color. We're actually taking so many initiatives and doing so many things, which I love. And one of my goals was I realized I didn't have to, but I wanted to um, when I was looking for freelance talent. I wanted to find people of color. I also wanted to find here was my other segment of the population that I was looking at was women who had to leave their jobs, but nice. needed part time work. And so. Nice. Initially, I had an incredibly talented young woman of color working for me, and then she got a full-time job, and I was so happy for her. So the next person I ended up hiring is a a mom, and she Mm. was like, I just needed something part-time, and she's like, thank you so much for this opportunity, and I was like, thank you. I mean, she's killing it. Mm. Um, But that's that's my little part in this moment for how I can help, and I'm just going to keep asking myself in small moments how I can be part of the solution. And I just invite all of us to to ask ourselves in big and small moments and making decisions maybe about where to like spend, you know, your Christmas gifting money if you're spending money, like what small businesses might you be able to help? Or nice. if you're not gifting, like we're not gifting this year, what, what charities or nonprofits mm-hmm. could you support that mm-hmm. also support these causes? Right. Right. Oh my God, that's beautiful. This is yeah. that, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, as you were talking, I, yeah, as, as you were talking, you know, you you helped me realize a lot of things that, you know, we could have talked about this, this um, what the fuck thing, you know. So thank you again. It's all about the conversation. It's all about how realizing to, you know, how you can become a solution, not a problem. And you're saying, you know, hiring women, um, you know, that are home. There's a lot of small companies out there, too, that need support. You know, um, you are very we are, we, you're very relevant. So um, having the conversation it's important. So I was gonna say more about that because this is like, wow, you really tap into something that is very, very important to talk about because I feel like this is gonna put us back 10 steps. You know, we're, I know. we're working I, hard I, for I, equality, I, you know, wage equality, everything equality. I feel like this is gonna set us back if we don't, if we don't stick together and I'll talk more about it and do, do things, yeah. Agreed. And and so every every time we can talk about it, let's do it and then take action on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned yep. you work in skincare. You also work in the wellness space. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the common issues, struggles and celebrations you've seen clients and customers who are midlife when it comes to their health and their skin? When I work with women, especially um we really concentrate on the mindset first. What I celebrate with them is when they realize, okay, I have to celebrate who I am right now, right? Yes. I'm not waiting to feel good when my health is better. I'm not feel, waiting to feel good when my skin looks better. I We're working on, I am looking and feeling good now um, in terms of mental well-being. And I celebrate all of the people that I connect with um, during my health and skincare coaching, when they're open to understand that's where we need to shift first. And so we celebrate that, right? And, and um, 
So that's one thing. Um, you know, the struggles that they go through, the, it's, it's the same thing, you know. It's not really so much, hey, help me with my skin issue. Hey, help me with my health issue. It's really all about, if you really talk to them, help me feel good about me right now. And that's what's been common always, and it's been, and it's common now, even more now. Um, and I, did I answer your question? Because this is, this is really exciting. Did I answer your well, question? Yeah, I mean, you're, well, you're talking about mindset and, and mindset is mm -hmm. quite frankly, everything <laughs> because it's where things start. Yep. So someone's coming to you, they're working with you on their skin or they're working with you on their health and wellness. And you're starting with mindset. Like, are there specific things that you've maybe heard over and over from women at this stage of life that are common concerns? Like, again, this is, for me, it's about giving a voice to some of the stuff we've been shutting down. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things is them feeling that they belong or they are part of society, um, they're important no matter what, how they yes. feel. Um, that's a lot of, that's, that's a huge conversation. You know, they don't feel, they feel like they have to change a lot before they're accepted. It's sort of like midlife, right? Um, and that is throughout the whole thing. It doesn't matter what age they're in, that is common, the common denominator. I need, I wanna fit in, please help me fix my skin and help me look the way society wants me to look. Um, that's one of the main things that we, that is common throughout. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting one. Look the way society wants me to look. I really, I, I so mm -hmm. resonate with that. And one of, one of my, um, one of my missions is to embody what midlife looks like in a healthy, positive way. Because yes, I've got a little mm. more of a belly. Yes, it's harder to take off weight. Yes. Um, like there are things <laughs> yes, that yes. are real. And I just mm. don't want to apologize for them. Like, yes. I, I really, right. I want to model for every young woman something aspirational. They may not be inspired because they may not realize they're ever going to be here. <laughs> you know, I, I certainly right. do. We think, we think we're invincible when we're a certain age, yeah. right? Like there's, none and of this can okay. happen to us. And that's okay. But I just feel mm -hmm. like I don't want to embody something that someone won't look forward to. Like they may not want, like, let's be real my belly. No one's looking at me and going, I can't wait to have a belly like that. But what I'm saying is like mm -hmm. by dressing in ways that celebrate this age and stage yeah. uh, and, and, and honoring that this is who I am and not apologizing and, and practicing, I'm calling it radical self-compassion for the changes that are happening. Um, some of them some of them I don't love. I don't love, I've never been a person with a belly. So I'm like, okay, this is different. Uh, you know, I've always been a booty girl. I'm like, now I have a booty and a belly. Okay. I'm going to dress a little <laughs> bit different. <laughs> I'm wearing the same bow. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. 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 And I just, I just want to celebrate it rather than long for a day that, mm -hmm. that isn't here anymore and, and miss the beauty of this point in my life. Ex yes, exactly. And that is why concentrating on feeling good in your own skin right now is a passion of mine. Mm. And that's why, you know, it, it, I can help support many people, but talk, having this conversation with you helps support me. So we, you know, the idea of, uh, this is a different kind of a conversation, but we help so many people and in our midlife uh, we realize we need support too and we don't know how to ask for it and so, true. so that's yeah so we're you know but it, it's the conversation like this is what helps us understand oh yes i can ask for it even having this conversation helps me out you know what i mean it helps me empower me my 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 children my friends my clients um we feeling good in your own skin is something that a lot of us struggle in midlife and we're not told that, you know, we're not, we don't even talk about it. We experience it. We don't, you know, we, cause I've seen my mom go through hot flashes and uh, mood swings and, um, and that's when she's going through menopause, but it's part of midlife. You know, she, one thing that I didn't realize that was important in your life is movement. Oh, so important. You gotta stay constantly. 
Yeah, and you and I'm in the health and wellness sector, and movement has always, always been something that I'm weak at. <laughs> it's always Isn't been. That you, know, you can tell me I can eat well. <laughs> yeah, I can eat well. I can do a great mindset thing. But when it came to movement, I have no idea. It, I, well, I do know it was something that you know you experience when you're young, and and staying put probably feel safe. But movement was always hard. My mom was always social, right? So yeah. I didn't understand that not being, you know, doing midlife, if you don't move or be social or, 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 you know, have personal development, that it can be scary, right? You can feel can like, again, scary. irrelevant. You, yeah. Yeah. It can be mm -hmm. scary and isolating. And I love that you call it movement mm -hmm. because I think we've been so conditioned to think about working out and working harder and, ah. Mm. And mm -hmm. what yeah. I have found, so the first year of the pandemic, I was working out every day. I was doing boxing and uh, interval training, oh, wow. and I loved yeah. every second of it. But you know what was interesting? I burned out my adrenals um, because at Ooh. this age, I'm not supposed to do that that intensely. Yes. And I had to really yes. have a mindset shift around what movement looks like. Now I do interval training, but it's shorter bursts. You know, it's 20 minutes rather mm -hmm. than an hour. Um, and now I walk. And one of the things I love about walking is I used to think, oh, I need to go for a hike and it needs to be this long and blah, blah, blah. And now literally my husband and I probably go on three 30 minute walks a day. Like it's part of our day. Yes. It's not a workout. It's movement to your I point. And I love that distinction yes. because it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be intense. It's about honestly getting up and moving the body throughout the day so you're not staying put in one place and hurting yourself because at this age the body needs yep. some needs some support <laughs> oh yeah and you know what i realized is that when you're in your midlife um point of you know when you're in, in midlife you is a reverse well for me it was the reverse um when i was in you know in my 30s i you know eating right was better than movement you know if I didn't want to it, it was yes. okay that I didn't have to move right because I had all the hormones I was you know I had all that that kept me you know in the in shape and and so eating right was enough for me now not moving is number one and that's yes. I was like holy crap not everybody's the same but for me that's what I experienced I can eat right all I want that this belly ain't going nowhere if I don't do any movement you know right. this this um this tiredness is going to even get worse if I don't do any movement, you know, like I want to just go to bed at seven o'clock or six o'clock or five o'clock if I don't do any movement. That was a big revelation for me. That was huge for me when I realized that I was like, oh, wow, you know, this is I have to share this with the world. You know, that is a massive very, very shift. Important. I love that shift. And I really yeah. appreciate the vulnerability of being in the wellness space and, and recognizing your own blind spots. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, I always say if you're going to be working with uh, with someone that's in their sector and they seem too perfect, then run because it doesn't <laughs> matter. We're still struggling with our demons. You know, we're just teaching you what we. It's like a doctor, right? The doctor knows all these things, but they're the last person who takes advice. And you know, sadly, they they die faster. But um, but I'm not saying all oh, coaches are like that. I'm just saying that that everybody has their demons and they're fighting even if they're in this and they're in that sector so um yeah uh, me being transparent is one of my my strengths and thank god it still oh. is and that's why people really feel comfortable with me it's a superpower for sure and i i think even mm -hmm. more so at this age and stage for clients to understand that you're not perfect you are a work in progress and you can yeah. help them because they too are works in progress Always. i think that's amazing yes so you mentioned and I menopause. Think, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm saying I don't. And what's beautiful is I don't, I don't get clients that I cannot support. That's just, that's how beautiful it is. You know, I get gifted with clients that I've been there. I know what they're going through, and that's why it works, right? So, um, I can, you know, I support people that, um, again, that I've been through it, and I'm still going through it, and that's the power of support. So true. So true. So you mentioned, you've mentioned menopause a couple times and I, mm -hmm. this is what's so interesting to me. I, when I was doing research on midlife, I was like, wow, there's actually a lot of focus on hot flashes and, and like, but there isn't yeah. a conversation about 
about midlife outside. Like I didn't feel like the conversations I wanted to have were being had. So, but I do, and I do think that menopause is a part of this journey. So you mentioned that you watched Mm -hmm. your mom go through it. I really didn't get to see my mom in menopause. And when I asked her about it, she was like, oh, it wasn't bad. And my dad was like, she's telling a lie. Like, he was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I yeah. Like- my mom is the same thing. She was like, I didn't go through that. I said, okay, mom, you lived with me for three years. Yes, you did. And it lasted for almost 10 years, okay? <laughs> yeah. And so, really, the only barometer I have is that my sister is a year and a half older than I am. And so, I check in with her occasionally mm. about menopause. But who do, you, who do you or have you talked to about menopause? Like, or is it something that feels like a private experience? It doesn't feel like it's a private experience, but I don't have anyone to talk about it. And my mom yeah. and I are really good friends. We talk about a lot of things, but menopause never, she, you know, it was just times that I would be like, mom, I'm, I'm, I'm just hot right now because of the menopause. And that was it. And she goes, okay. And that was it. But we didn't have conversations about it at all. And I really wish we did because it's a, it can be, a, like we had mentioned, very lonely, scary, you know, space if you don't really understand how to embrace this new life, you know, what's happening. It's just like when you get your period. If you didn't have your parents there to help you understand what period is or someone to really guide you, at least at that point that you're bleeding, you would think that you're dying. Like, that's it. Totally. I'm bleeding. I'm dying. Right? Totally. Right? So it's the same thing with midlife. <laughs> Yeah, you can feel like you're dying. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, I'm dying, I'm dead, I'm bleeding, you know? So midlife is sort of like that. We are older, we are wiser, but we still go through like, what the hell? You know, I didn't know that this was going to happen. And you don't even know that you're shifting to a very dark space if you're not, you know, you don't, if someone don't, don't point it out or if you don't realize it in time, it can be very scary. So, yeah, and society doesn't make it any easier, so. No, and I think it's it's not just scary. There's a lot of shame around it, especially with the hot flashes in public. Yes. And one of the mm. things I, I literally did ask this of my HR team um, probably about a year ago because uh, I was doing some research on, on, on something and I was reading how I was reading the alarming statistics of women leaving the workforce because they couldn't manage menopause at work. And it startled me. And I said to my HR team, I said, you know, um, we have a lactation room for new moms. Why don't we have like some space that's like, a, like a cool corner for a cooling corner for women oh, wow. who are in menopause? Like, why are we only celebrating would part be. of the journey? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's beautiful. Lisa. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they kind of, what did they their, say? Well, they scratched their head at that one. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was kind of funny. And plus, we were all working independently, so it wasn't a top priority. But I sent Mm. them a link to the article I had read and just said, you know, this is something to think about because I know you're very – because we didn't – honestly, in our old office, the lactation room was the HR guy's office because we didn't have enough space. Now we're in a new office. So they were very excited about their lactation room, and that's when I just reminded Mm. them. That's, that, I love uh, it. I love you know, it. We need another kind of room or another kind of space because I and I have a coworker who just came back to work from maternity leave, and it's so interesting. You know, I I don't have kids of my own, as you know, but I I've raised my niece, you know, full time and part time for ten years, and um, I was in the office recently, and I was asking my my colleague, I said, you know, how is, tell me about your nanny. And she said, Lisa, no one has asked about my nanny. Thank you. And I said, because, wow. Yeah. I said, because most people here don't have kids, so they don't understand. And there's nothing wrong with it, but I just, I think part, I think another reason I want to have these conversations is we get so comfortable in our own age and stage of life that often we don't acknowledge the challenges or differences or value of another age and stage of life. Um, And I just think, you know, this woman who just came back to work, yes, she's lucky she gets to work from home most of the time and be with her son and she's got a nanny. And this is, she's, I know that she is wrestling because I did too, wrestling with who am I now that I am a career woman and raising a kid. Like it really just changes how you think about yourself. It's an identity piece. So 
Yeah. I, yeah, I, I just, I'm, I, I want to keep the conversations open and shine a light so that we can see we're not either, or we are just on the journey and, and the young women will become older women and they may have kids, they may not, but like having compassion for self mm-hmm. and others is really going to help us heal as we're on this journey through life. Because again, we're all really midlife. Definitely. I love the way you say that we are all in midlife. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's it's so true. I mean, midlife is also understanding that you don't fit in the mold that you were, you know, in earlier years. And so we try to compare like, you know, we need to be there, we need to be there, we need to be there. We just got to understand that this is part of life and embrace it and not create you know, things that would fit your new life, if that's the the right word to say, you know, we don't want to be how we were before. Once you release that, I think that's uh, beginning to uh, a start process to embrace who you are now and, and start asking the right questions for you, for your growth, for your personal development. Um, again, you know, when I have my clients, I, you know, I ask them, do you, do you still have clothing when, you know, you were younger or um, maybe oh, that two they're years trying ago to fit back into this way. Yes. Yes. Oh, and I'm, I'm like, well, the first thing I will ask you, <laughs> yeah, does it, do you, do you, are you okay with just, you know, releasing that and giving it away? And I'll go, you know, if you have the, the budget, because you always want to ask, you never can assume, would you, would you go and, you know, buy new clothing? And they were like, well, no. And I'm like, why not? You know, why are you holding on to this? So midlife holds on to things that really, if we, you know, it's about letting go. You know, midlife is about letting go and creating new things for what you are. And I think that's what happened for me when I was going through, oh, I'm irrelevant, you have nothing to offer. At least I've been educating myself in the skincare and health and wellness for over 20 years. And all of a sudden, for maybe a year and a half, I felt I had nothing to offer. That was oh, because I was trying to, you know, true. fit into the mold. I know I was trying to fill into the mold that who I was when I started my skincare, when I was, you know, at a, at a younger time. Yes. And that is absolutely not true. In fact, I have so much more to give now. It's incredible. I mean, I feel like I'm bursting with so much information that I want to share, you know? Um, so um, that was when I, it, yeah, it helped me with my midlife. If I don't even know if it's a crisis, but with my, my new midlife way of seeing things and embracing it and say, nope, new beautiful things and and that's great you know when we say we are decluttering and getting rid of things that doesn't serve us that's what we're, we you know that's what midlife forces us to do and you just embrace it i love that yeah you know we've talked a lot about kind of the the surprising things that show up at this age and stage and some of the challenges um, and, and so I really want to tune into a celebration, like what's something, mm. um, and, and you've touched on this too, but like really articulating a celebration of, of what's happening now. Um, this conversation, I'm just totally, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 this conversation was like, oh my God, what am I going to, I'm really going to, what am I going to talk about? You know, and I have so much to share, which you think you don't, because that's part of midlife. Again, you feel like you're not, you don't have nothing to share. Um, I celebrate that. I don't know. I have like, there's a new space for me now. You know, it's like a new life to start over. I'm celebrating what's to come. I'm celebrating, you know, how I'm embracing my gifts so much more now. Um, And just, you know, all that, you know, the good things, you know, the things that I didn't uh, celebrate before I'm celebrating now. Um, and just the growth, the midlife growth that um, I'm really looking forward to it. I really am. You know, I didn't know that I was in a negative space. It was just a very like weird space for me that I didn't understand because I Never was in, you know, in a space of high anxiety. Never was in a space where I felt I was irrelevant. I never was in a space that felt like, um, you know, you have nothing to offer and tiredness. I never was in that space because I was never talked about. about we never talked yeah. about it. I never understood that. It's interesting. So I'm yeah. these amazing things. Mm-hmm. I, I think really a key here is to... Conf- you know, like I said, um, COVID has really been confronting. And I think people are really thinking about what they want, not just for like 
when they retire, but what they want now, like so many people have moved or mm. sold their homes or done whatever. Yes. And I admire that. Yeah. I think people are really asking themselves, what do I want my life to look and feel like if, if, if I have the choice, because I now do. And mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. that. And I feel like part of the gift of midlife is also about confronting, letting go, shedding skins and embracing what's to come. And I think a big part of that, and it's something that we've talked about throughout our conversation today, is those stories that either we unconsciously took on from the world or that we've been telling ourselves, like I said, you know, six months leading up to 50, I was like, it's over. And then I hit 50 and I was like, I'm yeah. starting, you know, it was like so funny. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it I like love it. I love it. Switch flipped and I was like, oh, hello. Um, yeah. So, yeah. and it's honestly why I wanted to start using my voice in this way, because I thought I'm not done. I have things to say. And rather than That's right. wait for someone to give me an opportunity, I'm going to create my own opportunity because my wisdom tells me that's the next step for me. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so a couple more questions. Uh, um, what's, do you have a secret weapon of midlife? <laughs> um, no, that's, I don't, maybe I do. And I'm not aware of it. I think just embracing it and loving it and not seeing it as a negative, um, you know, Thoughts will come. I'm just going to say hello to it and say fuck off. And I don't know. <laughs> or you can go away now. It's okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, go yeah. away. Um, I don't really. That's interesting. Do you have one? Well, I have a couple. One is my snarky response, which is Botox. Um, but, ah. but really, Love to be, it. But it, to be really much deeper about it, I will say that one of my midlife secret weapons, and it is a gift that the pandemic has given me, because I don't think I would have been willing to do this if I was going into an office um, every day like I had been for the last couple of years. Um, I gave up caffeine and it radically mm. reduced my anxiety. Mm hmm. So nice. mm -hmm. it, it seems, and, and trust me, if, if you're listening to this replay, I get it. Nobody wants to give up caffeine. I did not want to give it up. I decided to give it a try as part of a um, cleanse that I was doing. And, and it wasn't like a d restrictive cleanse. It was really, I wanted to shift the way I was treating my body nutritionally. And so I decided yeah. to just not stop doing sugar and, and part of the, the challenge was, well, you know, you know, the other thing that can really harm you at this age is caffeine. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And then I was like, wait, what if I just mm. try it? And it's one of those scared straight situations because the detox, I'm just keeping it real, was so bad. I wanted to murder everyone for about two <laughs> I was impossible to live with. Um, and wow. then, then two weeks the two week mark hit of no caffeine. And it was like, my body went, I'm free. And it was, mm -hmm. I will never go back to caffeine for that reason, because it was such an impossible. I mean, it was so hard. I literally wanted to like yell at my boss. And I mean, I was just trying to blow up my life because, because of my withdrawals. And I realized that's a, yeah. that's a powerful drug that I never want to go back to. Yep. But let me tell you this question is something that I'm now I'm going to be like, okay, so what's my secret weapon? <laughs> you know, Ooh, now good. I have something to look forward to. Maybe I, maybe I have it and I haven't explored, I haven't realized it yet, but this is a beautiful question. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I think we all have them and maybe it's just something that's so, you know, per, like it's something we're just doing and we're not even aware that it's like so mm -hmm. supportive of, of this time in life. Um, and then yep. I always like to end on, and, and you've touched on it already. Um, so, the question is, what are you looking forward to? And for me, I'll answer it. And then I, if, you, if you've got some additional answers other than what you've shared, I'd love to hear from you. Um, so for me, I'm looking forward to who I'm becoming. I, I haven't met her yet. Mm -hmm. And I know it won't all be good, um, you know, because there are <laughs> things that happen in midlife that you're like, oh, what's hot flash Lisa like? I don't know yet. Um, and okay. I also know that part of this age and stage of life is that... I have less fucks to give. 
um, which means I'm much more chill. I was talking about this. My husband and I were on a midlife conversation yesterday, and I said, I think I'm both more calm and more intense. So, like, I have less fucks to give, so I'm super chill about a whole lot. But when I get my mind on something and I'm like a I'm like a dog with a bone, like you cannot get me off of it and I will intensely chase yes. it <laughs> until the end of the world. I love it. And so yeah. I, you know, I, I'm I'm curious to see who I continue becoming through midlife. So is there anything mm. that, um, like that that you can think of? Well, I, you know, like I said, when before you approached me, I was like, okay what am I going to do with my life? And actually that's a question I was, it was really more like, so what are you looking forward to um, embrace as you do, as you're going through these changes? And I think looking forward to, again, like you said, you know, what honing, what I, you know, all the things that I never uh, wanted to appreciate of who I am. I'm, there's a lot of new things coming up in 2022. There's a lot of rebranding for Liz Santiago personally Ooh. and in business there. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, you know, my husband, and I, you know, we, we are, um, doing amazing things together that I never thought that we can do together. I'm, I'm, in, I'm looking forward to that. And, and embracing my social life. There's so much, you know, it's, again, it's so funny how before you approached me, I asked myself, you know, what are you going to do now? You know, I released that you're not, you know, good enough, or you know, nothing, you're irrelevant. What was happening was I wanted change. And that's what I wanted to share with you. I wanted change. And I think I was afraid of change because it meant probably, I don't know what it meant, but I embracing what I want to do now. I'm looking really forward to doing things unapologetically and embracing the things I want to do, whether I mess it up or don't mess it up. I want to do it. Whether it's a hundred things or one thing, I want to do it. So I'm in that space of learning the strengths and weaknesses of Liz right now. So I'm excited. Ooh, I love that. And it's something that I've talked about with other people on these midlife conversations is one of the other shifts that nobody talks about that like young people, if you're listening, this is a good shift. You, you mm. switch like midlife becomes so much less about have to and more about want to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Is. So I'm <laughs> celebrating that for you. I I'm so excited to Thanks. see Same here how you. you bring you out into the world. Me too, love. Me too. I'm really <laughs> excited and I really want you in my life more. If that, if you accept that, it's going to be an amazing journey and you have so much to give. Oh my God. So excited that you invited me and I'm part of your list of being the people that you love and admire because I do the same for you. I feel the same for you. So that really touched my heart as well. Thanks for listening. If you've got a haas to share, tweet me at Lisa Stedman. And stay tuned. On the next episode of Welcome to Midlife, I'm talking to Lisa Washington about the death sentence she received in her 30s that has her celebrating every moment of midlife. See you next time.